This episode is brought to you by Buzz Vacation Rentals, a premier property management company in Houston and Galveston. Give Buzz a call today if you need help in managing your short-term and vacation rental properties at 281-549-8432 or visit their website at buzzvacationsrentals.com. Now back to The Real Estate Baller Show. Welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Baller Show. In this episode, Adam and I are talking Airbnb, Vobo, or VRBO, short-term rentals, and long-term rentals. We will be comparing the pro and cons of these rentals so that you can figure out what fits you best. If you enjoyed this episode, please write us a review or share this episode with a friend. You are listening to The Real Estate Ballers Show. I'm your host, V. Lee. This is the show where I interview upcomers, doers, and ballers of the real estate investing world. I want to bring you real-life lessons and takeaways so that you can make smarter decisions about investing in real estate and accelerating your real estate businesses. The purpose is to help you to reach your financial freedom in real estate investing faster. All right, so today Adam and I are going to talk about Airbnb, Verbo, short-term rentals, and long-term rentals. Yes, we are. Let's do it. Okay, so before we get there though, Adam, maybe since you're the smarter one, can you help us to define long-term rentals and then short-term rentals and this term that we hear all the time, Airbnb? What the heck? Right. So I think if when people talk long-term rental, they're normally thinking of somebody where there's a 12-month lease. It's very passive. There's a you're the landlord, maybe you have a property manager or not, and then you just get collect your rent check each month and you go about your business. In the short-term rental, that's totally different. It's a hospitality management kind of thing. And most people just call it Airbnb. And so it really should be called short-term rental, but so many people just call it Airbnb. Yeah, I like to correct people when they call it Airbnb because the correct term is short-term rentals. And my definitions of that is anything that is rented on a nightly basis is considered a short-term rental versus anything that you do on a long-term basis. We have five different categories that we're going to compare them on. Okay, so we want to talk about the cost to get it ready. And the cost to get it ready is when you identify a property and you thinking of converting it to long-term or short-term. So you're still under maybe the analyzing deals or maybe you can be as far as contractual. So you're under contract to purchase and you're looking to see whether you want to do short-term or long-term. So let's talk about the first thing first, the financing of it. So anybody who's not ever bought a property and asked the bank for a loan for an investment property should know that banks have different ways that they evaluate the property and they'll do it primarily based on the revenue stream. So if it's long-term rental and there's comps there, they're going to use that and that'll be what they'll decide off how much they'll loan to you. If you've got a short-term rental, they may not be comfortable with it because there aren't short-term market comps. If you had a history of rent as a short-term rental, like six or 12 months, maybe then they'd be comfortable with it, but otherwise they wouldn't be. So you aren't going to go to a bank tell them how much they're going to make, you're going to make with short-term rental and expect that to be the number that the bank's going to use. So just recognize that. Mainly though, is that some lender may not loan to a short-term rental property. 
So you just got to be sure that your lenders are comfortable with loaning. But otherwise, the requirement for down payment and all of that for acquiring a rental property, I believe they almost identical as far as how much down payment you need to bring and your terms of the loans. And the other part about the acquisition is you want to make sure that you're allowed to actually operate a short-term rental at that property. There may be restrictions like an HOA. Yeah, we do have a another video on that uh, subject. So uh, do watch that video. But uh, as, the, as far as the financing go, in terms of cost to get it to rent ready, we think it's, cost, it's the same whether long-term or short-term. Now, the next part under this cost to get it rent ready is the rehabbing of the property. In my opinion, I think that when you want to convert the property to short-term, you've got to spend more money on the rehab because you want to have the greatest and latest. You know, unlike your long-term rental, right? You just got to make it look nice enough. Or it depends on where you are, right, Adam? You know, you just make it nice enough. Yeah, as an example, on a long-term rental, the tenant may bring their own washer and dryer. Short-term rental, if people are going to stay for a day, they're not bringing their own washer and dryer with them every day, are they? Uh-uh. And you better have a washer and dryer too. So on the rehab, it would cost more for a short-term rental to get the house ready because you really got to upgrade everything compared to long-term. On furnishing, do we have to furnish a property for long-term rental? No. Good, thank God, right? Because the furnishing part is not just buying the furniture, it's having someone there to assemble the furniture. And also, you got to become like an interior designer almost. That's right. You know? And I try to use tools like the 3D tools and all that stuff, but it just never worked. And I know some people would order things from like Wayfair and whatnot. And I'll tell you, my first, very first one in the city. So we order stuff from Wayfair and they literally deliver them in front of the gate. And it rained. It so happened that it rained on the day it was delivered. <laughs> so guess what happened to that piece of furniture? The heavy lifting, I think, is the time involved with getting everything put together, brought over, the design decisions and all that. And so for your first one or two, it's exhausting unless you really love that stuff. Yeah. And actually, I mean, a friend of mine, like, you know, order everything to her property in Atlanta and then got a truck and then load everything up and drive it over to Florida and assemble the, the furniture. So just think of all the crazy stuff you got to do about furnishing. Right. So it's a big it's a big piece of the whole puzzle. Don't underestimate that part. It is. It is. And it can go up to $50,000, $60,000 per property, depending on how far you want to take it and what level of amenity you're providing. Also, then in terms of cost, you also have the what I call the extras. And this is extra from like, you know, for long term, right? You just get it ready. You, you paint the house, you put new floor down maybe, and then you're ready to rent. On short term, we got to add on what? Utility, right, Adam? What else yep. do we have to add? Internet. Internet. And you may want to throw in cameras, smart locks. You know, you may want to add on other smart home technology, like noise monitoring devices, a smart thermostat, because you don't want that vacant house to be like, you know, I'm in Houston. It's uh, over 100 degrees right now. I don't want to have the AC running at 65 degree on vacant. You know, I won't make any money that month. (laughs) All of that would go into your cost to get it rent ready. And for this category, the long-term rental obviously is way cheaper than a short-term rental in terms of cost to get it rent ready. Yes. Right? Okay. 
So the next category we're going to compare is called is the income that you will get from this property. Yes. So anyway, so yeah. So on the income, if you think long-term rental, it's a steady stream. If the tenant's paying you all the time, every month you're going to get your rent check. It's the same amount of money each month. And you can just put your head on the pillow at night. And you don't have to worry about it. It's completely different with these short-term rentals because you're adjusting your pricing all the time. You've got utilization challenges, just like the hotel industry. And you'll have some months where you're going to feel like you're the king or the queen. And then the other months where you're second-guessing whether or not you should be in the industry. On the short-term rental, it's so nerve-wracking right now because people wait until the last minute. And the trend is they book two weeks before arrival. Yeah. So if you have properties that are not destination properties where people are booking for weeks at a time in the summer and all that, you may have almost all your bookings happening just within two weeks mm-hmm. or days of it. So you don't really know exactly what to expect and to plan for on it. And you've got to keep a track of what the pricing is done. So there's all these different services and apps and all that kind of thing you can do to, and software to keep track of it. But you still have to be on top of what's going on, and you don't know for sure what's going to happen. So bottom line, in terms of income for long term, it's almost guaranteed. And then for short term, it's not guaranteed at all. Right. But the reality is the reason the reason people come into the short-term rental business, or one reason is, they want to make more money. Yep. So if you're operating it properly, that's the plan, is that you're doing more work and you're making more money. That is the plan. Hopefully God will it that way. okay all right so next is the management and operations of the properties this is a big category here adam like what you hear so far make sure you never miss another show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listener like you thank you for your support now back to the show it's an overwhelming one Yeah, I mean, in this category, we broken things down, right? So Adam and I, you know, we talk over this before the show, and we broke it down into like advertising, pricing, the turnover, and then your team, the boots on the ground. You know, all of these things have to be attended to because, like, in terms of like for long term rental, for example, once it's ready, you list it on MLS through an agent, you get a lease signed, and you can self manage or you can hire a management company. Management company usually would have a set fee that you pay a month and they can handle all of the tenants issues and all of that for you. But that's the long-term rental. I mean, if you did a good job in the upfront in the beginning of getting the house ready, you won't get many calls, right? It's when the, the landlord who do lipstick on a pig and when they have that first tenants move in and that's when they get a lot of calls. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. So... So that, that's it. Like once you get the lease, once you get the tenant in, it's pretty easy from that point on. But on the short term, though, the management and operations of it, I think it doesn't end. It starts with things that are as simple as having the right photos and the right advertising of property. And you're taking different photos for this than you are for a rental property. So there's specific photographers as an example. So it really gets some real big differences there. And then the management's the big piece because you've got to be on top of things and responding to people immediately. It's nonstop, back and forth, from basic things like people wanting to reconfirm how they're supposed to enter the house, even though you've sent them something, to really small questions about how something operates, to whether they can check out early or check out late. There's a ton of kinds of questions, and some are easy to automate for the answers, and some of the ones 
you really need to be able to respond in person. Yeah. So advertising is big. You got to present your property in the right way. Meaning you got to have attractive photos. You got to stage it properly. You got to stand out from your competitors. Then you got to make sure you get as many eyeballs on the property as you can because that's how you get listing. There are people who will advertise on Airbnb only. And I think that's also a very risky move, you know, to be just on Airbnb. But I get it because it's a lot of work to put it on other platforms and then you have to sync the calendars and you have to understand how each platform works and this and that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it'd be horrible if you didn't sync them and you had one guest coming via Airbnb and one guest coming from VRBO and they're there at the same time. And well, that happened to us in, in our early days. Oh, did it really? Yes. Luckily, though, we caught it before, I mean, the arrival. You know, you always do caught, uh, catch it beforehand. And at that point, you just look to see which one going to make more money and you cancel the other. You didn't just decide whoever got to the house first was going to get it. <laughs> oh, well, we call and we interview them to see which one's nicer. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and which one looked prettier? Oh, my okay, gosh. I'm sorry. We keep on moving. Keep on moving, B. <laughs> okay. So... Basically, in terms of managing and operating long-term versus short-term, unless you really love this, short-term rental management can be real stressful. And I tell you, you want to ruin your day? Easy. Go online, read your reviews. (laughs) That's a really good way to kill your day. (laughs) Right, right. And the reviews are so important because of superhost status. Right, right. But I mean, God, people, they really review about things that you don't even think of, you know? Yeah, right. They're paying maybe half price of what a hotel room would cost and they're yeah. expecting the same as a hotel. Yeah. And it's sometimes the expectations, there's a gap there. So managing and operating short-term rental and long-term rental in this category, we think long-term rental wins over short-term rental. Yes. Easy. 100%. Okay. The next category is the portfolio diversification. If you're doing some short-term rentals, because you can generate much more revenue with short-term rentals and you can support a higher mortgage note for the higher priced homes. If you don't have short-term rentals, you're going to be restricted up to a certain price point home because once you get too high of a price, you won't be able to get long-term rental income that'll be able to cover and cash flow over your long-term note. Now, I think in terms of diversifications, I think short-term rentals can give you a wider range of you know, different kind of homes because you can buy homes like beach house, you know, that are on the 1 million price point. And if you do it right, you can still generate income versus if you do like what Adam said, uh, you can't really make, make the money work on a long-term rental on a million dollar house. And you know, people are airbnb every airbnb everything nowadays. You'll see someone airbnb a hammock in their backyard. It'd be hard to do a hammock as a long-term rental. So if you've got the hammock out there and you want to do that, go for it. Hey, you know what? It's not a bad idea. Maybe I just rent out a little area of my backyard with a hammock, right? Yes. Now you're thinking, B. Yeah. I have a lot next to my vacation house. Maybe I could also pull up a trailer. Yeah. Just run out the land. We're talking about diversification here. Hammock, trailer, tiny house, Yes. big house. Yes. So lots of diversifications for short-term rental, 
for long-term rental because of the rent versus your mortgage payment, you're limited to where you need to be if you want to cash flow. If you don't care and you want to be in a negative cash flow, it's all up to you. We'll have to do a different episode, which is just about all of the unique things that people are airbnb That will be an interesting episode to come. Okay, so the last category we're going to talk about is the perks of each type of rental. So let's talk about the perks of long-term rental. So the biggest perk of the long-term rental is it's easy. It's passive. You don't have to do a lot of work. Once you've got it all set, you're done as long as the tenant's in, in good stead. It's easy and it's truly passive because anytime your tenants reach out, you know, you have time. Nothing is urgent. That's a great point. In short-term rental, everything is urgent. Yes. Like even the grass being high is an urgency <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yes. You know, so that's the purpose of long-term rental. In short-term rental... I'll start with this one. You could come and stay. Like if Adam, you know, make his wife angry, he can come and stay at his short-term rental. Right. And if you have in-laws who you don't really like and they're coming to visit, you don't want them in your house and you've got a short-term rental that's near you, that's perfect. Flexibility for housing, that's for sure. Yeah. And Adam and I, we like to, to chat, you know, at the on the bar stool. So only short-term rental does make for some good cocktail hour story, right? That's true. If you're at a cocktail hour and you happen to mention to someone that you are a short-term rental operator, they love, love, love talking with you. And the biggest parts of all, though, if you do it right, if you have the right home in the right area, you set it up correctly, the income is super great. Yes. That's why people do it. In these five categories, sometimes I feel like we're talking, trying to talk people out of short-term rental, but that is not our intent at all. The intent is just to make sure that you're fully aware of what you're getting into. Right. And we know it's a growing business. So AirDNA just sent out their most recent report and looking year on year, there's 25% more Airbnb units available than there were a year ago. And demand is up 16%. So 16% more, pe- more days are being booked. So we know it's going to keep on happening that way. And we know that good operators are going to do a great job and make money. And we know that some people are going to go into it uh, not really understanding everything. And we just wanted to be able to share how important it is that you operate it right. Well, so here is another surprise category. Restrictions. That's right. We save the best for last. For long-term rentals, almost everywhere allow long-term rentals. Some may have homeowner association and they will require you to submit a, your, your lease to them. However, that's not the case with short-term rentals. You do have to check these restrictions. Check with the HOA, your city, your county to see if short-term rentals are allowed. So that's the biggest difference with short-term and long-term rental. Nevertheless, anytime you buy an investment property that you don't intend on living there, you should check your deed restrictions anyway just so that you are aware of your exit strategy on that investment property. Yeah, and I will end with this too. If you consider short-term or long-term rental, and this is not what you do full-time, this is your part-time gig because you have a full-time job or whatnot, do consider hiring a property management company because if you think of it in terms of, let's just say a a short-term rental property get you $50,000 a year and you pay a property management company 25%. That is $12,500 that you pay them a year, right? So if you decide to manage it yourself, I will say this, congratulations. You just got yourself a $12,500 full-time job. 
<laughs> exactly. So <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Yeah. So I've got multiple properties that I do for short-term rental, and I don't manage any of them. And that was the best decision I could have made. Yeah, I I think you're right, Adam. Because someday I question my decision sometime. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want more, join our Facebook group, All Eballers, for further discussions of this episode. Wherever you are listening to your podcast, please subscribe to the Real Estate Ballers so you never miss another show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a five-star rating, a written review, or if you simply share this with a friend. Thank you.